Believe it or not, they beat a lefty. And a really good one, too, mind you. Jordan Montgomery, Brewers don't care. Eight runs, bullpen day, don't care. The first pitcher of that bullpen day out with injury in the first inning, it's no big deal. One big deal, though, didn't get any favors from the out-of-town scoreboard. You're Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good morning. It is Wednesday. The Brewers won in St. Louis yesterday. They go for the quick mini two-game sweep. And it's Corbin Burns Day as he gets the ball, as it'll be his next start since that epic 14-strikeout game he had against the San Francisco Giants last week. So maybe Cy Burns is back here down the stretch, which would be pretty useful, to say the least. Hi, I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Locked On Brewers, your only daily podcast, mostly daily podcast, dedicated to your Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, sorry for missing uh, yesterday, so I guess Tuesday. Uh, look, off day on Monday, Brewers didn't have much to talk about, and Sunday we kind of covered everything. So we took the day off. It's important to take days off. And not going to lie, as I sit here to record this podcast, uh, today's one of those quadruple headers. So for real quick, for those who are maybe new to the pod or new to me or understanding what I do. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice I have the Aaron Hills logo here on my left sleeve. Uh, I'm a caddy at Aaron Hills. And this week we are hosting the Mid-Amateur hosted by the USGA, which is a national championship 256 golfers from across the country come to Aaron Hills and we host them top 64 move on to match play. And I initially wasn't going to caddy in this because of Brewer's schedule, but ended up caddying. It's a long story, but now we're in, we're in match play. My player's been playing great. Uh, But today's a quadruple header. So I actually, uh, I was up pretty early yesterday and had a caddy virtually all day, made it to do the game in the middle of the second inning Worked the game, did the post game. Now I'm sitting here and doing the podcast. So if the energy's a little low, I apologize. Nonetheless, Brewers, wow, they needed that. And they've now won five of their last six games, an 8-4 win. The first two innings, man, it was just boom, 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 punch in the mouth, punch in the mouth, punch in the mouth. Both of these teams were not going away easy. And it was Luis Perdomo who calmed things down for the Brew Crew. Look, put some respect on Luis Perdomo. We're going to talk about the pitching, talk about this bullpen day. We talk about what's to be expected for the Brewers coming down the stretch. And with only 20 games to go, I mean, this is it. The Brewers did not get any favors in the out-of-town scoreboard, as we mentioned a second ago. But at the same time, the offense is starting to click. All they can do is continue to win. That's the only thing they can control. I asked this existential question to you here at the start of the pod. If the Brewers play great baseball down the stretch... You know, let's say they finished September with a great record, something like a uh, September and October, something like a you know a, a twenty-two and, and nine type record for the last month and a half or so, uh, a twenty uh, a twenty and twelve or whatever it may be, a really good record to finish the year, and it's not enough to get into the postseason. How will you feel? Will you feel more disappointed given that you were that close and you got hot at the end, but all of those losses in June and August caught up to you? Or you feel a little bit better that, you know, there were injuries for this team. They underperformed for the middle of June. 
there's a lot of factors contributing. So I, it's just an existential question. Think of it to yourself. Maybe that'll be in the mailbag coming up in tomorrow's episode. But the Brewers, or I should say on Friday's episode, but for the Brewers to get this win in the fashion they did proves to me, I don't know about you, proves to me that it's in there. That it, it, a run is in there. And there's multiple reasons for that. Number one, they beat the Cardinals with a bullpen game. Matt Bush had to exit due to a groin strain. He is considered day-to-day in the middle of the Nolan Arenado at-bat. Four batters in, the guy that was supposed to finish the inning is gone. Then Peter Strzelecki comes in. First pitch he throws, double. After you score two in the top of the inning, unearned runs, mind you, but you had just scored two in the top of the inning. So I, I saw a lot of Brewers Twitter. I know I didn't really tweet yesterday. I saw a lot of Brewers Twitter freaking out like, oh, my goodness, they're going to lose this game. And then Albert Pujols has a little doinker to right field, and it was, you know, might as well be over. Once again, we're going to sit down here and have this conversation. There's a reason the game is 27 outs, y'all. Not three outs, not 16 outs, 27 outs. And the Brewers, to their credit, punched right back, took the lead in the second. Yes, the Cardinals punched back, tied things up in the bottom half of the second. But then Andrew McCutcheon, two-run shot in the fifth inning. They never looked back from there. Added insurance. They were able to coast in. How rare has that been lately? That felt great down the stretch for the Brewers. To be able to sit back and say, you know what? Don't need Devin. Let's get a, a low-pressure situation for Taylor Rogers. Hobie Milner pitched great. Justin Topa, 96-mile-an-hour sinkers with a great 87 combio changeup. Hello. This was a good one. The reason why I think it's in them, too, that's, number one, the bullpen day. Number two, they did it against a left-handed starter, against Jordan Montgomery, of all guys. He stymied the Brewers last time they saw him. Brewers needed to do that against left-handed starter. That was massive, massive important for the Brew crew. And number three, the reason why I think it, it shows me that there's a run in them is, like I just mentioned before, they punched back. They rallied. They won another slugfest. We've seen more of these slugfests as of late, which if you want to complain about the pitching, that's fine. I remind you about all the injuries they're dealing with right now and add another to the pile with Matt Bush. Ashby's not available. Lauer's not available. Peralta's not available. Gott's not available. You get what I'm saying? Some of your main leverage arms have not been available. And having Luis Perdomo back, somebody that can give you multiple innings, and Craig Council said before the game yesterday, he was not expecting to have somebody be a bulk guy, per se. He was ready, I think, to throw nine different pitchers out there. And with the off day tomorrow, it's not necessarily a giant boost that you didn't need Devin yesterday because Devin would have been hot today, mind you, unless he threw like 35 pitches yesterday. If Devin pitched in yesterday's game, he would have been hot today because he didn't pitch on Sunday, off day Monday, He'll pitch yesterday, and he would pitch today, and then another off day tomorrow. So he would have been rested and ready to go. But they saved him for a day. He's ready to go tonight with Corbin Burns on the mound. What's not to like? I think there's a run in them. I would rather the team play well down the stretch, and if it's not enough, it's not enough. There were other games that they should have won and could have won that are going to be the difference of them making the postseason. We're going to talk about the out-of-town scoreboard here in just a second. One of our newest sponsors wants to remind our guy listeners, confidence can take you so far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially 
when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com and you consult with one of their licensed licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in discreet packaging. So you can benefit from a little extra confidence when it's time to perform. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Blue Chew, can be, you can try it for free with the promo code locked on, all one word, locked on at bluechew.com. B L U E C H E W.com. Bluechew.com. Promo code is locked on. Also, for more details and important safety information, visit bluechew.com. Out of town scoreboard was not friendly to the Brewers yesterday. Uh, both the Mariners and the uh, Marlins did not give the Brew crew any help. Phillies defeat the Miami Marlins. Sandy Alcantara gave up a two-run homer to Nick Maton, and that was the difference of that game, 2-1. to one. And then the Mariners were shut out by Hugh Darvish and Josh Hader. Ducks, no one, someone, don't throw it at me. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just reporting the news. Hugh Darvish and Josh Hader shut out the Mariners, 2-0. Two two They'll go for the two-game series win today, so the standings remain the same. Two games back, essentially three. As we've talked about before, when you lose and the other teams lose, it feels like you lose a half game. When you win and the other teams win, I, I feel like it's more of like a quarter game lost. I, I won't call it a full half game lost because it's just as important to stay relevant, stay in the hunt right now as it is to you know, try to gain games. Because, look, let's say the Brewers lost that game yesterday with it being such a slugfest affair. To be three back, essentially four, with 20 games to go, just makes it an uphill climb. And for the Brewers, all three of these teams are entering a little tough stretch. The Brewers are obviously with the Cardinals, the Yankees and the Mets. The Padres have the Mariners. Then they're preparing for the Dodgers one more time. And then after this series with the Marlins, the Phillies will be playing the Braves and the Blue Jays. So every team's going through it, if you will, right now. And the Brewers just need to keep it up there. And... They end with seven straight games against teams under 500 between the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. Granted, we've talked about it plenty of times. The Diamondbacks are better than the record indicates. I, I, I see this out-of-town scoreboard. I see what the Brewers need to do. We talked about it on Sunday with 21 games to go, 15 and 6. So now 14 games to go, or sorry, 19 games to go. So you need 14 and 6. I think that's still really steep. The Brewers are 76 and 66 for their overall record. The run differential is not great, plus twenty nine. I I still think a run is in them. They're on a they're on a mini run. They've won five of their last six. Yes, it's not a true bona fide winning streak. They've won three in a row. It, it can happen the blink of an eye. Talked about it on Brewers Extra Innings the other night on Sunday. September eleventh was the day that the Cardinals started their seventeen game winning streak last year. It came out of nowhere. The Brewers might need to do something vaguely similar. It comes out of nowhere. You, inspiration draws from the oddest places, right? It, it's one of those things that maybe somebody that you're not expecting to provide, provides. And last night's a good example. 
Luis Arias, three hits. Only the second time this year he's had at least three hits in a game. Andrew McCutcheon, two hits, both of them for extra bases. He's starting to hit the ball harder, including another home run. How about Willie Adamas, an opposite field double and an RBI single up the middle, not even pulling the ball. This coming on the heels of hitting a home run in back-to-back games. I love the sound of that. You're going to get an odd contribution like Luis Perdomo. I haven't even talked about Perdomo yet. This is a guy that, yes, he blew up in Colorado. I mean, that happened in the blink of an eye. I mean, it was all of a sudden four runs were on the board seven pitches into his outing. But don't forget about how good Perdomo was earlier this year in May. He only allowed two runs over a span of 10 innings, 10 in the third innings. He's been a multi-inning reliever all year. On his way back from Tommy John surgery, he had the elbow inflammation. Yes, he blew up on a Tuesday in Colorado, but aside from that, he hasn't allowed a run. In fact, when you take out that one appearance in Colorado, that's the only runs he's allowed in his last eight games. It's pretty darn good. He doesn't walk guys. He doesn't really strike out guys either. But that splitter keeps guys off balance. You don't know what's coming. Splitter, slider type guy. He's going to be important down the stretch, especially now with the news that Matt Bush is day-to-day with a groin injury. Trevor Gott is on rehab right now, which is good news. Trevor Gott is pitching with Nashville. He'll be pitching today, or tomorrow, I should say. And for Gott to return with Bush maybe on the show for a little bit, he's day-to-day. You have to remember, any injury this time of year puts your season at risk. Just just not enough time to build back up. With only 20 games to go, and if you do the math with off days, 22 days of off days, if you get placed on the I.L., you're not returning until the last week of the season. So maybe that's not an attractive option for Matt Bush and for the Brewers. That's something they need to figure out. And how quick is Gott going to be able to come back? Maybe you just cancel the rehab assignment, have him come back as soon as possible with this injury. Trevor Kelly is already up. Uh, Justin Topa is already up. Maybe you call Jake Cousins. There's, there's a lot of different avenues you can go with this. But this is big news that Perdomo continues to pitch very well even though Bush is going on the IL. We'll see what Craig Council says today with Corbin Burns going on the mound in this one. Brewers win 8-4. to four. We're going to go into a little more detail. Also get ready for this series finale today. Uh, more on this in just a second. Today's going to be a day of pageantry. As you know, it'll be Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright setting the all-time uh, battery record for... Most starts by a battery. It'll be 325 starts, the most in a big league history for the same battery. I do want to encourage you, old friend, a friend of the pod, Katie Wu of The Athletic uh, in St. Louis, wrote a really, really cool piece uh, in The Athletic watching the first ever start of that battery 325 games ago, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. That It was a really, really, really fun story. And I know Brewers fans are like, Dom, I'm not reading anything to do with those two guys. They have tormented us for far too long. I loved it, personally. And like it, it's, it, it was honestly hilarious. The feedback's on it's been great. Uh, texted Katie about it. It's, it's great. I, I really enjoyed it. And also, side-biased, hand-in-the-air, uh, 
Got to know Wayno a little bit the last year and a half or so. Great dude. Hell of a golfer, by the way, as well. But I digress. You're going to deal with that pageantry today as they set that record. You're seeing a lot of history right now. You're going to see that record. There's still the possibility of Pujols hitting number 700 against the Brewers. I'm not saying it's going to be today, but I'm saying it could happen when the Brewers and uh, Cardinals face off against each other again in two weeks. So it depends on how much playing time he's going to get. Hold your breath. I personally hope he does it at home. You know, it's always better to do it at home. You can have the fans get involved. Families can be there a lot easier. Fan base, you know, is going to react. I, I, Not that I'm saying the Brewers fans aren't going to react. Well, I know if in the case that Albert Pujols, if he were to hit number 700 here, Brewers fans would absolutely give him a standing ovation and cheer. And if you're going to boo and get mad and be a sourpuss, there's, there's plenty of other times to do that. You've done that his entire career. Yes, he has tormented the Brewers. You are watching maybe, legitimately maybe, the last 700 home run hitter that is currently in the big leagues right now. I don't know if Mike Trout's going to get there. Certainly, it feels like Mike Trout's going to get there with all the home runs he's been hitting as of late. But 700 home runs. We talked about it with Miguel Cabrera reaching 3,000 hits. Is Altuve going to make it there? You've got a chance to see something that, again, we talked about this with Shohei and Aaron Judge a couple of episodes ago. I saw, you know, Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run. Or just like your grandparents or your aunts and uncles say, I saw Henry Aaron hit number 715, right? It's kind of the same philosophy where the younger generation has to learn about it. They never get to see it live. We are experiencing it live. So, All I ask is you enjoy the moment when it happens. And in case you're wondering, Jose Altuve has 1,900 hits, 1,913 hits. He's already played for 12 years. Keep that in mind as uh, his career moves along. He's in his age 32 season right now, and he is signed with the Astros through the 2024 season. So he's obviously not going to happen in the next three years, but he's the next candidate to reach 3,000 hits. I digress. Corbin Burns on the mound today. If the cutter is anything close to what it was against San Francisco, buckle up, man. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a day. Let me remind you Corbin Burns' numbers against the Cardinals this season. They are minute. He's made three starts against St. Louis. All three of those starts, he has gone seven innings. He has allowed a total of one earned run against St. Louis this season. That is good for a 0.43 ERA over the stretch of 21 innings. He's allowed a total of eight hits in 21 innings. He has struck out 27 batters in 21 innings, and he's only walked three in those 21 innings. Coben Burns sees red, and he gets red, man. This could be a great day for him. Brewers get a 2-0 sweep. Then are you going to believe? Then are you going to be with me? Then are you going to see why the standings only matter at the end of the year, not in the middle of August? Not in the middle of September. End of the year. It's all that matters. Brewers are in it. It doesn't seem like it, but they are in it. One little slide from the Padres. They go four out of they lose four out of five. Brewers win four out of five. You blink and it's tied. It can happen that fast. But the season's gonna be over that fast with only 20 games to go. Game tonight, same time, 645 first pitch. Coverage beginning at 6 on Bally Sports Wisconsin. I have the post-game show on WTMJ tonight as well. 
Hope to catch you there as well. And uh, if you want to follow along at the Mid-Am, where I'm caddying, uh, James Liao, L-E-O-W, Go Devils. Uh, we're on to the round of 32. We'll be teeing off later today at 11.20 a.m. And uh, if you want to come out, it's free to attend, by the way, at Aaron Hills. So I uh, hope to see you out there. See you at the ballpark this weekend for the Yankees. We're going to recap this game tomorrow. And then for the off day Thursday, I want you to send in your questions. Start thinking about your questions. And Friday, leading into the Yankees series, will be a mailbag episode. So keep that in mind moving forward. Quick little episode. I'm really tired. I apologize. I hope the energy was up. Thank you for listening. Back here again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until next time, keep on swinging. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.